Hello again and welcome back to Daily Devotions with North Clay Baptist Church. Today we will be looking at the epistle of 2 John as we continue in our one-year Bible reading plan. And being such a short book, I thought that I would just read it for us in its entirety and then discuss some of the key takeaways. And so uh, starting in verse 1, The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all, who know the truth because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth and love. I rejoiced greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. Now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting. For whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister greet you. As you can see, much of the content of this letter is similar to that of 1 John. Uh, it is important to note, though, that this letter, although dealing with the, the same issue, that being primarily the false teaching of docetism, uh, it does not appear that this letter presupposes knowledge of 1 John. In, in other words, it, it doesn't seem as though John intended the readers of this letter to have read 1 John beforehand. That being the case, it is possible that these letters were simply written to different local churches and addressing the same issue. But if we're being honest, that's just speculation. We don't know that for certain. But what we do know for sure is that God intends for us to have both of these letters since he has given them both to us in his word. So just because there's some similarity between 1 John and 2 John does not mean that we are allowed to neglect one or the other. So in verse 1, John addresses this letter to the elect lady and her children. It is believed that this expression is a metaphor for the church, as the church is referred to as a bride uh, throughout the New Testament. Now, it is also possible that this is a reference to a particular individual that John knew. However, the emphasis that we should see is not on the lady and her children. Rather, the emphasis that we should see is on the elect. It is only by the sovereign grace of God that she, either being an individual or a reference for the church, it is only by the sovereign grace of God that she is elect. And it is only by the sovereign grace of God that we too have been adopted as sons of God and thus can count ourselves among the elect. So regardless of how we choose to understand this address, we should see the sovereign election of God as the primary point of emphasis. Then in verses 5 and 6, John says, And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I are writing you a new commandment, but the one we have heard from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. 
And this is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. We see here that John is making the same exhortation that he made in 1 John chapter 5. And then in verse 7, he warns against those who deny the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh, identifying them as deceivers and antichrists. Again, echoing the definition of antichrist that John gave in his previous letter. John then issues a warning to his readers to watch themselves so that they are not deceived by false teaching. And in verse 9, he says, Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. And once again, we see John being consistent with the teaching that he gave in 1 John chapters 2 and 3. And in verses 10 and 11, John tells his readers to reject anyone who does not bring the teaching of Christ. Going as far as to say, uh, give him, uh, do not give him any greeting, for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. It is likely that this verse is not referring to the type of greeting that you would give someone in passing on the street. Uh, rather, this greeting is one that carries with it a form of affirmation and approval. When we read these verses, we should read them in contrast to 1 John chapter 3, verses 5-8, through 8, where we see a welcoming support for those who are fellow workers of the truth. John here is telling us that false teachers are to be identified as such, and they are to be given no affirmation or approval. This is one of the reasons why uh, we here as pastors at North Clay Baptist Church, this is why we are very careful about who we endorse, especially in an official and public fashion. For to give approval to false teachers is to take part in their wicked works. Now, this requires a high degree of wisdom and discernment, but we must remember what the Apostle Paul tells us when he said, uh, all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So if we are to have wisdom, if we are, discern, or if we are to discern between truth and falsehood, then we must hold fast to the word of God. For it is only the word of God that will equip us for every good work. So I hope that you've enjoyed our look at the epistle of 2 John. I know that I sure have. And I'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we look at 3 John in our one-year Bible reading plan.